Why, hello, fair and gentle scrapper. Zach here, the voice behind your favorite, most punchable Yusoki face on this network. I just wanted to jump in before this week's ep and give you a little update on our end of book two giveaway. The time for entries is now closed. Done, gone, it's over. We were overwhelmed by the amount of participation in this giveaway, and we're going to be announcing those winners next week on Thursday, June 2nd. So keep those eyes out. Thank you so much for all the kind reviews. Howdy, howdy to everyone that joined us on our Discord or followed us on social media. And my big rat face thank you to all of our patrons and supporters. Right chuffed we are, muckers. Speaking of the Patreon, we are right on the edge of our monthly goal for a bonus game, which means you are so close to getting to hear us flail about in the unfamiliar waters of Pathfinder 2E. We may or may not have already collectively dipped our toes into that pool, so to speak, and I can't wait for you to hear the result. So please consider supporting us on Patreon or Ko-fi. If you want more Pod Against the Machine, you love second edition, or maybe you just really love listening to me get the rules wrong. Whatever the reason is, we'd appreciate it. Also, if you are fortunate enough to be attending PaizoCon, in the flesh this weekend keep an eye out for jeff and jero of this very pod that you are listening to right now yes a star-studded paizo con it will be so strap in grab that delicious room temp mocha mint meatloaf meringue goo tube that you've been warming in your pocket pop a couple dramamine because we're going to be hurtling towards the end of book two at breakneck speed this is pot against the machine. Pot against the machine. to Pot Against the Machine, the only actual play podcast where you can kill a god with a lightning bolt while he hugs your friends nearly to death. I'm your host, and here's everybody. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Sam. Hello. Hello. Being exclusive with our hellos today, Zach. Well, I mean, I, I greeted all of you one-on-one individually for about five minutes each before we started recording, but they didn't need to know that part of our pre-recording process. Uh, listeners at home, that's a lie. All right, it was 10 minutes. Listeners at home, Zach also only said hello to Sam and not to you. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You should be upset too, listeners at home. Yeah, I think uh, it, the new pod is uh, Listeners Against the Zach. Oh, wow. Long time coming. It's uh, at a Zach, Z-A-K, of opportunity on Twitter. <laughs> Express your displeasure. <laughs> Bring it. Bring it, Twitter. Uh, <laughs> Zach's like, I will edit this episode so that I can remove that. <laughs> um, so, last time, I don't think much of anything happened. Um <sighs> I don't think there's really a need to recap, so we can just jump right into it. Um, we're going to start the fight with Hellion, and um, he's at full HP. You all are out of spells and whatnot. And, uh, uh, listeners at home, uh, he's also lying. <laughs> Sorry to do this to you all. 
No, he's talking about the second Hellion Scorpion that's going to walk out behind this one. Yeah, that wasn't even his final form. <laughs> Bummer. Yeah, the camera pans up and there's two more screens of Kefka. <laughs> <laughs> there's always more screens of Kefka. But, um, yeah, last time you all crossed into the end of the excavator cave, found the gigantic digging wheel, and Hellion himself in all his robotic scorpion glory. Um, he had some crappy little minions with him too, but, you know, they were crappy little minions and didn't amount to much. But, um, there was a big fight, and you emerged victorious, basically. And that's where we are. Hellion is a smoking wreck, and the four of you are standing once again under the ground around a smoldering sparking wreck that was once a giant robot scorpion with junk scrapyard robots all around you there's a cloud of black smoke rising from the wreck of the body hellion once occupied slowly accumulating around the ceiling some 25 feet above the flickering red and yellow light lends an air of menace to the cave despite the dilapidated state of the threats 30 feet to your east, at the end of the room, the gigantic digging wheel slows to a halt with a massive pained metallic groan, as if it knew the fight was over and decided to call it a day. Now, Vargas, recently returned from death, is currently suffering under the effects of Hellion's mind-bending magic, but he was still more than able to junk punch his way through a squad of junk robots. Asher was just clutched in a claw made of sky metal and nearly squeezed to death, only to drag himself free at the last possible second and dodge the brunt of the giant robot exploding while holding him, canonically faster than lightning as always. <laughs> Kira is currently standing over 12 feet tall, definitely the tallest, um, amongst the Lattice work of excavator arm and covered in burns, the chainsaw that chewed through Hellion's armored carapace like it was butter still running in her hands. And there's Brixby holding his tiny rapier and wearing that silver disc around his neck. The silver disc that just helped him summon up a spell he learned a few days ago from the flesh-bound tome of a cannibalistic necromancer and use it to kill a god. The four of you stand victorious. You did what you came here to do. Torch is theoretically safe, but Hellion and Mayanda were both sure that there was a bigger threat, and Hellion was even willing to name it. Unity, sitting beneath the Silver Mount. And you know the Technic League is there, and they're digging greedily and too deep. So, what's everybody doing? Uh, real quick, when you said that, like, the smoke was rising up and coalescing on the ceiling is it doing it just like normal smoke yeah it just it's very normal okay very normal <laughs> burning <laughs> robot smoke super chill super chill i was gonna say it's not like a cloud of like hellion nanites or something that are coming out of this thing no i mean if this was real life you would all be like really doing serious damage to your lungs but in in an rpg it's cool <laughs> is it dead i I think so. Can it be dead? Was it ever really alive? Let's discuss. <laughs> we should philosophize about this to great length. There's bonus content. Uh, and I'm gonna, 
Asher is going to ponder the smoldering rag with the knowledge engineering and see if there's any way of discerning was this like a copy of Hellion, an extension of Hellion on a TV monitor, or you know, Hellion, TM, 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 the real thing. And I would like to lore philosophy 101, the <laughs> nature of existence in life. Could you also roll your own? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I rolled a total <laughs> of a 17, so I don't think that's going to cut it. All right. I will uh, do something semi-useful here. Hey, philosophy is useful. Yeah, come on, Zach. <laughs> I'm sorry to all of our philosophy major fans out there. I don't know what I was thinking. That is a 12 for a 25. Um, well, I think that just putting the pieces together of what you've seen in the past several days being down here, like Hellion able to jump from one monitor to another and him piloting this, this robot, you can probably get the sense that this machine was not Hellion the being. He was in it. This was sort of an aggregate that he was piloting, but I don't think you really have any way to know. Like, could he have gotten out? It didn't matter if he was out or not, if he is existing somewhere else um, all the time. There, there's no way to really tell. Yeah. Do we see anything in the smoldering wreckage that looks like a port we could plug that thing we found into? Or like, uh, I'm just trying to think of, uh, like, I, it's really hard, especially with this, to separate the player from the character because I just keep thinking in terms of me, a person who knows what a computer program is, like, versus Vargas, like, Zoolandering in and smashing the monitor and thinking he's got it. Like, <laughs> um, If you want to roll perception to search the body of the giant robot scorpion. Yeah. 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 Lore cyber attack to do a DDoS on Hellion servers. <laughs> is an 11. Yeah, with an 11, I mean, it's, it's hot and it's smoldering. It just looks like a dead robot. I will also throw a perception at that. That is a 16 for a 28. Oh, I think, um, you know, Brixby's got some experience with broken robots. And, he, you know, climbing around on them as they smolder away and spark and, and whatnot and going through and searching it he finds like a little panel on on the underside of it um and it pops open if you press it just right and it reveals that there are two of these basically little usb sticks that look a lot like the inhibitor facet that you already had uh plugged into this thing already hmm. seems that there's a a facet or a dongle as it were Already plugged in. Two of them, I see. Are are they removable? Brixby's just gonna pop out the dongles. Just take them both out. Alright. You got two dongles. Ooh. <laughs> One of them's a license for Dreamweaver. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Finally, my Winra ownership. Uh. <laughs> the trial is over. <laughs> Uh, there's the nat one. I rolled a one for a 14 on my knowledge engineering. Um, yeah, I, these things look exactly like the inhibitor facet. That's all you can really tell from here. How about with a 15 total? One more. No. 
<laughs> With the 15 total about the same, it, it looks like maybe he already had a couple inhibitor facets. Seems weird. You say they look the same as that device we found in the other ship. Do you remember before the fight when we spoke to Hellion when he tried to look like all of us and we heard that voice come in and tell him he was malfunctioning? I wonder if these devices being plugged in were causing all of this. If it's what caused him to do what he's done to try to take over, to call himself a god. Well, we can ask Denvaya about it. I don't think uh, we're going to figure it out down here. Plus, I'm nervous. We know of at least one other uh, Lady Tatterface down here. So, maybe let's clear the room. Try to get out. If I remember correctly, Denvaya did say that some of these artifacts, like the inhibitor facet, were more like a personality or something along those lines that could be imparted into a robot or something like that. It, we don't know for sure whether these two are inhibitor facets or memory facets, I suppose. So if we plug them in somewhere else, we could just make another Hellion? Because he did try to squish my town like a whole bunch, and I'm opposed to that. Also, I'm not sure we recall he had a tallest S sticker, and I just can't forgive that. The wreckage, is it easy to get at anything like the smoldering remains of a scorpion-like laser tail thing? I'm just wanting, and so if we do encounter like a lady tatter face, it'd be nice to have something to show instead of just like, take my word for it done killed that old alien <laughs> um well you can always roll survival to take a trophy <laughs> that tail. oh but heck yes i can I, I think that um logically speaking if you have something like a crowbar or something you can uh, rip off a chunk maybe bust off a, a headlight or something a magical metal arm made of the hardest metal on the planet yeah, I mean, you you do have adamantium. You can theoretically just remove a, a chunk and, and bring it with you. Yeah. Just pop that right off. Yeah, Vargas will uh, break off like an easily recognizable piece, like a piece of one of the legs or something. Something that's small enough to carry, but big enough to be obvious that it came from this machine. The hood ornament. Because it seems like, yeah, like from what Kolgara said, at least some of them have seen him in this. Because remember her saying, like, oh, I've seen what he actually looks like, and it's not the picture. I'm assuming she probably means this thing. So hopefully Tatterface has seen this, too, and we could show it to her and let her know, like, no, for real, we killed him. All right, you break off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> not that I think we should go looking for Lady Tatterface and running down the halls shouting, we killed Hellion. No. Because... Uh, because in my mind, we've talked about, oh, you know, we don't want to let, you know, leave all these threats under scrap wall. But in a town filled with technologically armed gangs, I'm much less concerned <laughs> about dark creepers than I would be in, like, Torch, where it's, like, smiths. Not, like, the family, but, like, sky metal smiths and merchants. And from what it sounded like when we uh, interrogated that dark creeper... Like, Tatterface and Blood Ghost and their people were fine with staying down here before. Like, 
they didn't really come up until Hellion told them to start coming up. So I think we're fine to just try to hopefully sneak out of here without running into her. I don't think she's going to be a threat the same way like leaving Kolgara alive would have been a threat. So you all don't think it merits a peak down the other way where Zachmander came from? Not that I'm opposed to a peak, but we did say that last time and then ran into Hellion. Yeah, but I mean, it can't get worse than what we already ran that's, into. That's true. We yeah. already did survive, yeah, so. so. Yeah, what are the chances there's a second Hellion down the other time? <laughs> Not even God himself could strike this party down. Yeah, he just tried. We won. It's true. No threat is too large for the very capable four. Um, Sam, do we see anything else in this room? Um, I mean, it, it looks like from, if you're poking around in this room, this is the extent of it. Looks like they basically had this giant wheel kind of dig itself free and just smash the stuff around it, and then it's just a, a cavern leading up to it, and then, you know, there was plenty more digging to do, but... Is uh, this just like a mushroom or something, these blue things up on the north here? Yeah, it's just more of that naturally occurring fungus. <laughs> and it didn't look like this thing was trying to dig anything else out, more like it was just trying to free itself? Yeah. the uh, What you've managed to glean from the um, notes and stuff and conversations as they were trying to dig this thing out and basically have Hellion pilot it. Yeah, they wanted the drill itself. They didn't want something the drill could get to. They actually wanted the drill. Yeah. Uh, okay. I say we uh, go and clear the, the western corridor and then we leave this place before Dinvaya and Redtooth blow it up. Oh, right. Gave them two to three. It is a bit concerning that she wasn't sure how long to wait before doing so. Some units of time. <laughs> Although I suppose we're far enough down here that, given the time, we could find a way to excavate ourselves if we survive the explosions. Theoretically. I Maybe not. we don't risk it. <laughs> not even for the biscuit? That reference went over my head. Impressive, considering how tall you are. It is impressive. Thank you. Um, so popping you back all over on the other map, um, this cave has got some tighter spots for large gear to climb through, but where are we headed? Oh, well, Vargas is already way ahead of us. <laughs> well, he's standing at the crossroads because he <laughs> doesn't know what direction we're going to go, if we're going to keep going uh, west or if we're going to go south and leave. I'm down to head west. Same. As am I, however, it may be worth approaching this uh, diplomatically rather than armed with ill intent. It's entirely possible, given how this society has existed here before Hellion's arrival, that they won't attack us merely for entering if we encounter them. I have... No desire to spill any dark creeper or stalker, any dark folk's blood. Uh, much like the skulks, they existed below ground, near my people for many years. I have the impression that if we give Tatterface the uh, ultimatum, she'll probably look out for her own. Yes, even if we give them the run of this place now that Hellion's gone, there's no issue as long as they promise not to 
come up above and harass the townspeople. Well, um, heading west across this corridor, I mean, you see, um, looks like a sort of 15 foot high nest that maybe um, Zagmander had for herself, uh, built out of scrap metal, um, some bones and things up there. Not much else of interest as you cross this, this long and narrow corridor, um, more of her sort of in semi-insane scratchings in Infernal on the walls and um, eventually the cavern sort of bottoms out into a, a rounded kind of room that has a um, has two thin ways further west um, in it one that kind of goes southwest and one goes straight west uh, both are kind of narrow corridors uh, Brixby headed north to the one that heads straight west I'm not sh- sure I can fit through either of these currently. Do we know how many minutes yeah. it's been? Well, that was yeah, that was going to be my question because I also have a long arm and a second Vargas wandering around until six minutes wear off. Um, it it's probably about time uh, that the buffs would be worn off at this point, just because you know searching through the Hellion machine and having some discussions fight itself. And I still have all my negative stuff for a good bit longer too, because that was like 10 minutes a level, because what was it? It was like almost an hour for that to wear off for Kira, I think, right? Yeah, that'll that'll be there for over an hour. So, straight west. Okay, top or bottom? Oh, wow. I, I don't like whatever that is in the top one. Can we do the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> too late. Yeah, we're already looking at it. Uh, the consequences uh, of a peak. <laughs> As uh, Brixby leads the way, of course, the most punchable face of the party, leads the way through the narrow corridor on the northern side. Um, It basically points you right at um, the northern wall of the cave beyond, which bears a crude but unsettling cave painting of a four-armed red fiend rising up from a mass of what looked like dead bodies. Whatever eerie pigment has been used for this painting glows faintly in the dark. There are a dozen real bodies of orcs and rat folk and humans heaped up on the against the wall below the painting. The torso of each decaying carcass is split open as if it exploded from within. And um, kneeling on the ground uh, a few feet to the south of the makeshift shrine, it looks like, is an extremely pale, extremely thin um, woman, all wrapped in black clothing and bandages. And she sort of looks up and has has clearly noticed that the lot of you were there, but she's still sort of on her knees uh, before this shrine. Asher would step up next to Brixby, but sort of patiently and not reverently, but understanding sort of what's going on here, despite how it horrifies him, he, he thinks, he, he restrains himself in order to present the most diplomatic outcome, I suppose, instead of interrupting her prayer and saying like, yo. So he'll, he'll wait and, and kind of just softly to his party members say, Perhaps we wait a few minutes to let this person observe their religious rights and then try and have a conversation. 
Okay. <laughs> Listeners, it's been 18 minutes in real life. <laughs> we were and, observing uh, the silence. Yeah. And it was... IRL. It was really touching. <laughs> um, eventually, um, after 18 minutes of silence, probably, she uh, stands up and, um, and she's very tall, um, probably a little over six feet, but rail thin, and as I said, wrapped totally in this black clothing. Uh, she doesn't appear to have any weapons at all on her, any sort of combat gear. She looks at the lot of you and just sort of gives like a, a little bit of a nod, basically like you're being acknowledged. Greetings to you. We mean you no harm. Might I inquire as to your name? I am called Asher. I'll roll a nice diplomacy. You know what? I will even use a sky model on it. Uh, which will bring it up to a 32. Wow. Um, she'll nod. Um, if she has any sort of facial expression, it's impossible to say as most of her face is covered. Um, and she says, um, Greetings, then. I am called the Lady Tatterface. I am the leader of the Dark Folk here beneath Scrapwall. I served the Blood Ghost, Zagmander. I believe you have met our patron. She wished for nothing more stridently than her freedom from the material plane. And now the metaphorical chains that bound her personage have sloughed away. Yes, I'm certain this was not the sort of freedom she'd had envisioned. However, circumstances dictated a less than peaceful resolution to that encounter. We certainly wish no further bloodshed or violence to be done down here. <laughs> she nods again and, and says, um, yes, um, Obviously, the outcome was less than ideal for her, but her centuries of suffering are at an end, and for that we are thankful. I and my attendant flock are no threat to your conflagration as present. We have no desire for revenge. This armistice will stand as such unless you choose pugilism. I'm grateful to hear of this armistice being so freely offered. We have no intentions of breaking in, certainly. Might I ask if any of Hellion's technology or items might be found within your territory? We are looking to do a rather thorough investigation, if you'd permit us. But if he's never been seen in your part of this domain, then we'll trouble you no further. We have an item or two that belong to the Mad God. I don't know that any of it will be of particular interest of you, to you. But uh, please step into my chamber that I may see all of you properly and we may uh, converse without speaking through tiny holes in the wall. I just, um, yeah, no, I read that fairy tale as a child. She's going to be a wolf and she will eat us. Don't worry, y'all. I got a six total. Uh, 
quick sense motive also. Um, Amazing plus zero. That is a 14. Nice. Uh, 17 for Kira. Um, so I think um, all of you generally get the sense that she doesn't seem to be interested in, in luring you into any sort of a trap. She's just kind of she's kind of backing away as you come in and um, seems to just want to see everybody in the group. Just step in so she can fireball you. I mean, we were on perfect chain lightning formation before, so it's not like she hasn't had an opportunity. It's true. And she just kind of backs up a little bit and she's watching all of you as you walk in like with a sort of appraising eye as you file into her kind of yeah, 30 foot wide lair here with this um, a lit cave to the south it looks like but um, she's a little way short of that and um, as her eyes sort of run from one of you to the next they, they linger on Kira for a bit before um, she nods as she's finally got to uh, see everyone and, and turns away and she says oh, I am not surprised that you were able to liberate the blood ghost I've seen many a warrior come and go and have learned to recognize the makings of resilience you Yosoki and you Khaled you bear the scars of hard won survival on your forms in man of the south I believe I see the favor of a god on your personage and you and she turns back and, and looks at Kira again I've, I've only seen one like you once before and she was impressive indeed uh, I think at that Kira um, had been sort of stand, like staring at this you know pile of wreckage here um, waiting for Asher to do the diplomatic thing uh, but at that she looks back she's like, you saw what do you mean one like me she looks down and says, it was a long, long time ago, years, I know not how many. A woman used to come to the arena above, a human, but one who defaced herself with rituals, not, not scars earned in experience. She would bring all manner of warriors with her when she came, standouts all and many true oddities among them. But one was a crimson orc, full-blooded, her dermis adorned with tattoos like those of an android. And she's reaching out at this point, even though she's 20 feet away from you. She's reaching out with her right hand and sort of moving it slowly up and down like she's tracing your tattoos from across the room. She goes, yes. She fought as one possessed, invulnerable. Here? She was here? Do you, where did she go? Have you, do you know, is she still, when did you last see her? She shrugs and says, as I said, years have passed. She left Scrapwall alive, but under the thrall of, of this, this other woman. The Scarred Woman has not returned in a very long time. They've not seen her since. Uh, ma'am, Kira says nothing at that. Is just sort of like staring at the floor, deep in thought. So we all saw the the vision magic thing that reminded Vargas of his past that he played a dash through a fire at. Uh, does it sound like describing the same person? Uh, that was a human, I think. 
Right. The right? and she yeah. the one who was enthralling Crimson Orc and company. Uh, oh, that. Yeah, it was yeah. A, a human woman uh, with with red hair mm-hmm. and um, scars that looked very self-inflicted, kind of like cosmetic or ritual scarring all over. Yeah, that does sound really similar. Sky metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like how it's one from my backstory, and you were the one that noticed her first. <laughs> <laughs> Copious notes. For some reason, I think I was conflating that with the tattoos on the orc, and I wasn't putting two and two together. It's a common core math. Um, How dare you? That's banned. (laughs) Lady Tatterface, we've heard that Hellion has not been here forever, but arrived only recently, perhaps. And he's had this ability, the Mad God you called him, to appears though he is in all sorts of different places. Has he ever done anything like that or spoken to any of your kind, any of your congregation down here and where you make your home? She sort of holds her her hands out, um, like wide apart in front of her, and she says, I believe he considered us beneath his notice for the most part. His screens on the walls he would use to speak to most and he would speak to the blood ghost through them but not usually directly to us i believe he had an understanding with zagmander and she would communicate any agreed upon orders from him to us and we would we would follow them as we always have but yes he he was not here for very long you did mention uh, that some of his items might have been accessible. Are you amenable to us investigating those? You'd certainly be welcome to bring them out here if it would be of less uh, intrusion for us to enter your home. Um, she'll nod and sort of snap her fingers with uh, her arm that's closer to the south, and after um, a few moments, another of these uh, dark stalker types uh, comes rushing up, um, holding a, a device. Let me find the description for this device. It's like a little handheld device uh, with a small circular screen on it, um, but it looks like it's been sort of heavily modified. Uh, looks like somebody sort of built uh, an antenna onto it out of scrap and um, you know, grafted all sorts of different bits of equipment onto it like they, they've customized it and they'll hand it over to Tatterface and she um, takes it and says that this is a device that we've had for a long time. Hellion's people were interested in it before but they lost interest in it eventually and returned it to us and she flicks a switch on the side um, and the, the screen lights up and there, there's a little white dot on it flashing like at once a second which is uh, clearly uh, this was constructed by a skilled artisan until a few days ago the, the day of the recent acidic tempest we had no understanding of its intended purpose but now that information has been laid bare, this device appears to be tracking that dot 
she taps on the screen, whatever it may be. You're welcome to it if you're interested in whatever is at the end of that particular rainbow. I and mine have no intention of leaving this place. Do we have a sense of, well, I guess it was a couple days ago when it rained while we were on the way here. Does it feel valid it's the same acidic tempest or is there another tempest? And it's probably fairly safe to assume that it, it was the acid rainstorm from a week or so ago. And they said they have, like, no idea what was happening, or they didn't know what this device was until the rain. Yeah. Like, it turned on. Those acid rain-activated Apple Watches. (laughs) (laughs) We could become storm chasers, guys. Does, so, is there any gauge of range on this? Is it just, like, a, a circle that's just kind of pointing us in a direction, kind of like a compass, like a ball compass, or is it, like, a... Um, are you gonna go up and take it from her? Oh yeah. Step away from the party. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna present my neck at the <laughs> same time, as well, or face. As well, you should. I mean, she'll hold out the item and, and hand it over, and you know Androffin, so you can see that there's like numbers on it, and it looks like there's basically a scale um, that shows you approximately your relative location to this thing. It looks like it's it's a couple hundred miles away, whatever it is. And I have a, a 18 knowledge engineering on that. Yeah, you're, you're looking at uh, a customized chip finder, it looks like. Huh. Uh, normally, these um, trap, um, or they track activated tracker chips um, within like a certain distance. But this one looks like it has been modified and it's, it's locked on to some specific signal that is maybe farther away than they, they usually can get to. Uh, Brixby isn't going to convey any of that in front of Caterface right now. It's most kind of you to offer this up to us. We are very interested in technology such as this and perhaps it may come in handy. He'll look to his companions and ask uh, if any of them have other questions or lines of conversation they'd like to pursue. I think Vargas might say, you already said that you haven't seen that scarred woman or her companions here in many years, but when she did come... Did she ever say anything about herself that you ever heard? A name, a place that she came from, even just something like what she called her group, anything? Uh, she thinks for a moment and says, uh, I, I don't believe um, Scrapwall is the sort of place that visitors advertise their their trips to. I got the sense that she had money, and obviously she had power enough to bring all manner of people with her and control them. But I don't know where she came from. And she would bring these people with her just to, just to fight in the arena? Yes, she, she would have them fight for her. And that usually they would win, but not always. 
What happens when they didn't win? They, they would be left behind to... I don't think I know exactly what would happen to them, but I, I would wager they wouldn't live long if she left them behind. Um, and Kira looks at the um, Tater face and then at Vargas and back to Tater face. Just, do you know anyone in town who might know more about who she was? Well, perhaps the, the blood ghost would have. She's been here longer than I, but... We, um... <laughs> Yeah. We didn't get along very well, so I don't think she would want to share. Yeah, that, that ship sailed. I, uh, perhaps Red Tooth or anyone else who's been here for quite a long time may have seen her before, but I'm afraid there's been quite a bit of turnover in amongst the ranks of the Scrapwallians. Mm. And we did kill a bunch of you, so thank you for your help. We certainly don't have one of you in a closet anywhere. Yeah, if you've seen Yampoke anywhere, um, <laughs> tell him we're looking for him. We miss him. <laughs> yes, and if we see such a one, we'll be sure to let you know. And let, let him know. Make it known, just in general. Really. They'll be knowing. Yeah. We're all on the neighborhood app for Scrapwall. <laughs> <laughs> so is this all... Uh, that you have of the relics of the Mad God. We have some sets of goggles that assist in noticing things, but that's about it. Noticing things. I mean, but Not- mechanically, they're um, V-Mod goggles, which you could probably see. Like, the, the guy who delivered the um, chip binder is wearing a set of V-Mod goggles, which are very similar to the ones that you um, found below the mountain way back in book one. It's true. So our V-Mods are time-worn. Is that like the the viewfinder or the colored insert that goes inside it? Or are they one and the same? Um... I don't know off the top of my head. I assume that it's Fair. the um, actual viewfinder that's time worn. Not yeah. Yeah. That would make more sense, I think. Like no matter what color thing you stick in it, it's still going to be time worn. Seems like that would make more sense than like it having a time worn black whatever, yeah. and then we can switch it out for a red, and it's fine. Yeah, like probably the V-Mod goggles themselves are time-worn. Yeah. Do his look time-worn? That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> oh, they don't They don't look time-worn. Ooh, a trade, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, perhaps a swap, right? A tradesies. A tradesies, yeah. as it were. Yeah, you give us the goggles and we let you walk out of here. There's the trade. <laughs> That's not a very good trade for us. Just gave you a thing? That was me. That wasn't Vargas. Hey, no, I can hear you through the fourth wall. I have seen darkness and hear in meta. Truly a powerful divine being. We have some, like, useless garbage, right? 
I think we still have one of those flight suits, unless we gave that to somebody. I keep trying to pawn that off on everybody we run into. I think we might have succeeded at some point, but that junk robot from like oh. episode <laughs> single yeah. digits. Just drop that out of the bag. Uh, I think we gave that to Dinvaya, didn't we? We still have 120 goo tubes because we keep Stop. finding more, which is shocking. Right? We think those would be a hotter commodity given their incredible nutritious value and flavor. It's true. Don't we have like $10 million worth of Soothe, too? Can we give them some of that? <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about that. We sold most of the Soothe last time. <laughs> that is true, yeah. Yeah, we did sell a lot of Soothe, didn't we? I mean, if you want to figure out sort of amongst your loot sheet, I won't hold you to figuring it out exactly right now, but if you do want to trade um, basically a thousand GP worth of stuff to her for the VMOD goggles. How... Are, are they the same color? Um, let's see. What V-Mods do you have? Because they have We've, brown V-Mods. We have black. black. Yeah. Okay. Um, Which I think that's a higher thing, isn't it? If it's the so. same as the key cards. Yeah, yeah, they're all actually different, though. Um, like the brown ones, this makes sense now that I'm reading it. They give a plus one circumstance bonus to saving throws against bright light effects. <laughs> so that makes a lot of sense for a dark creeper, dark stalker type. Yeah. Is that that whole exploding situation? What about a fair goggle for goggle, we killed your god sort of trade? No, I'm kidding. That is a, just because I said it in the Brixby voice is not the actual type of diplomacy yeah. we're, uh, we're, we're starting. Initiative. <laughs> yeah, like what's the intelligence level of these guys? Like, can we pop that black mod out of these and just like try to bluff and say even exchange? You can try. Uh, <laughs> Brix is good at that. How about these plus some silver discs, eh? And then I hold up the time-worn ones plus some silver discs. I don't know how many. Bargaining. I believe we could be amenable to that. Are you trying to pull one over on her value-wise, or are you giving her approximately reasonable value? Ah! You know, roll a bluff to try to trick her? Yeah. Let's try that. Um. I mean, how many silver discs are you giving her? We have... 348. Yeah, we have so many. I mean, it's not necessary, but I did roll a 17, so it's a 25. I'll roll her sense motive. Not that good. Ooh. Not 25. So, I mean, I do think that you can get away with a little bit of a fleecing here to get the, the V-Mod. So we could give her maybe like 750 gold worth of uh stuff instead of a thousand yeah that sounds reasonable. light fleecing love a light fleecing that's the only thing i had we didn't get any kind of like cool crazy artifact for beating the end of book boss this time huh you got two facets that you couldn't identify oh yeah i guess we got those facets that we can maybe do something with they are each artifacts <laughs> they are literally artifacts <laughs> like, we yeah it's a pretty good haul i completely forgot that we pulled those out of him <laughs> Can we run Doom on it, though? Yeah. They're not a test. gun, so I assume they weren't good. <laughs> Unless you can plug them into a gun, like uh, that comic that ran in the same one as Judge Dredd, which probably nobody has any idea what reference I'm making, but there's a comic where 
when a soldier dies, you could plug him into your gun and have him be your gun buddy. Sounds very Warhammer 40k. Let's hook <laughs> this coffin up to a giant robot. Asher's good here. As is Kira. Alright, so this place is definitely not set to explode in an indeterminate period of time, but um, we should really get going. Alright, if, if you head south through here, you can circle back up onto the excavator. Cool. The whole thing's For just real? a big circle. Thank you. Very kind. I mean, I'd love to get every door on this place. <laughs> I just noticed that she sounds exactly like Seth. Weird. Aw, Seth. <laughs> Under all those wrappings. <laughs> Our good, good friend. She uses much bigger words. Did we ever go down this little thing over here? Oh, uh, you haven't gone down that way. Uh, Vargas is going to wander off this way if these two dark creepers don't stop him from going over here. Yeah, the, um, looks like the small gathering of dark creepers and dark stalkers are basically just standing there watching all of you like they've been given the kind of stand down order. Yeah. Uh, they'll stay out of Yeah, so he'll, uh, call out to the rest of the group. There's another tunnel off over here if we really do want to make sure we've cleared this entire location out. Sounds good. So it's a narrow um, tunnel through the scrap that leads south, um, probably about five feet wide, if not less. Uh, Runs down about 25 feet until it opens up into what appears to be basically living quarters for the dark stalkers and dark folk. Um, there's some small pallets with, like, skins on them for beds for the little ones, and then, like, bigger uh, skins and pallets for the medium-sized ones. And then there's another uh, small passageway that leads east off of that that's even narrower, even more of a squeeze. With a natural 20, Vargas roots through their belongings looking for anything <laughs> worth taking. How harsh, with them standing right up to the north. <laughs> Hey, we're going to take this, guys. Yeah, it doesn't look like there's anything really of interest okay. in there. Oh, I see where this is going. This leads us down to the Chul Pool. Chul Pool. Yeah. Yeah, if you loop down through the narrowest of the corridors, um, it, it heads out to where the Chul was chilling. Definitely thought those were uh, bear-shaped puddles of mud, but <laughs> I can see the truth now. <laughs> mud angels. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the dark stalker's got to lay on the ground and just make Aww. some mud angels. Make a mud angel. That's yeah, a very Numerian child thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I should have saved that nat 20 roll for in here, because I bet you that chul has dragged all kinds of interesting stuff into that water. I'm not going in there, though. It looks radioactive or toxic, if I remember correctly. Does a we did say radioactive. 14 from the shore... See if there's anything that looks interesting in the horrible chul water. It does not. Did we get every door in the excavator? Like, Asher's up here, kind of scooting around. And like, is this? Yeah, wasn't there something like up over here? Yeah, there were a couple um, doors left inside the excavator, over where Asher is, really. Uh, Oh yeah, right here. Let's get in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was once I was pinging at. Let's get in that mop closet. I was too far away. I'm yeah. going to pop onto this dynamic lighting layer and delete some doorways. Woo! <laughs> These are just uh, little storage rooms. Uh, looks like there's, you know, foodstuffs and um, clothes and, and just the crap that the gang's left behind. Nothing of particular interest. 
Definitely some snacks. And some some really more good tips. Is there anything like even worth rolling for, or does it just look like generic supplies? Uh, it just looks like generic supplies. And there's some really, really expired Funyuns in there. And there wasn't a computer anywhere, like in where they were keeping that dude prisoner or anywhere. Um, in that big room where um, you had the huge fight and um, Fargus died in the hallway, that was a room full of computers. Yeah, with the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering if we want to try to plug those things into something, see what they do. Uh, I want to know what they are before we plug them into something. Don't get me wrong. Okay. Uh, I would love to have another... Yeah, I guess we could risk putting Hellion back into the system. Totally, yeah. And as much as I, yeah. I'm i sure our listeners would love another should we push the button. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jeff knows what I'm talking about, yeah. Another power reset, yes. Um, I I say that we've cleared this place probably, right? We checked yeah. We checked the, the ticks that Drake's had. We <laughs> checked the Darkstalker stuff. Yeah, you've, you've dug through here pretty thoroughly. All right, you heading out? Yes, sir. All right. I think so. I won't make you go through all 30 maps that it takes to get down here. Uh, so <laughs> where are you going um, upon exiting the Scrapmaster's Arena basement? If we would meet up with Dinvaya and uh, Rat Lady, whose name I'm blanking on. Yeah, um... <clears throat> Perhaps we can arrange for Sevroth and Red Tooth. Perhaps we could all have a conversation. Doesn't have to be long, but to let them know that it's sort of back to business as usual. I mean, I'm not one to uh, have festivities before we're assured a victory, but this might be worthy of a night market. Looks like there's been a regime change here in Scrapwall. Get another 20% off coupon, and then they say, oh, wait, but you already saved us, so you can't have it. That's true. Them's the rules. Nothing can be done about it. So I suppose we head back to the chapel? All right. We'll pop you over to the Clockwork Chapel. Uh, I think as we're leaving the arena, Kira's sort of been hanging back again, relatively quiet, or at least quiet for her, and we'll... Uh, like suddenly grab Vargas um, by the arm and be like you were asking about you were asking about the lady from that night because you think she's the same lady who might have what is she like? Why don't you like her? I I honestly have no idea what she's like. I met her for all of five minutes during which time she killed 32 of my friends. I'm... I'm sorry. Uh, if we can find her, well, I will happily help you kill 32 of her friends. Probably. Maybe. That feels like a big promise to make right now. But I can help you look. Thank you. Kira offers a high five. <laughs> and Vargas he, uh, stares blankly. Look, yeah, he looks confused and then attempts to go shake her hand. Oh, it's um, okay, cool. Nailed it. I'm so pumped to get all these channels. I hope Nvaya's been kind of, you know, hydrating because Asher's yeah, still I, down like 27. I was going to say, I'm at 14 HP. 
Oh, wait, I'm down 33. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> we were really confident that the dark folk weren't going to murder yeah, us. Yeah, you got hurt bad by that uh, explosion, right? Didn't Weren't you the only one that didn't pass the... Oh, that's Or was right. it Kira? Which one of us didn't pass the... No, both of us didn't pass. Asher yeah. passed. Asher oh, did pass. Asher passed, oh, Asher passed in, the two, in the two of us. Canonically yeah. faster than lightning. Yeah. And plasma. <laughs> and plasma. All <laughs> now we stuff. know. All right, so um, you make your way back to the Clockwork Chapel, and um, as I said, there's life returned to Scrapwall now. Um, like, there's people out and about, and it seems like the buzz is kind of already spreading somewhat that... Um, things have changed. You get all sorts of looks as you leave the Scrapmasters Arena, but nobody messes with you. And you make your way back to the Clockwork Chapel. And I'd say by now we're like at the middle of the day, maybe early afternoon. And Dinvaya is working away in her workshop, but maybe a bit half heartedly to the point where it's not so loud that she can't hear you come in. And she'll, um,. Emerge from her workshop at, as all of you come into the temple. First, a look of concern on her face, maybe half expecting you to be carrying another dead body, but then maybe a little bit more of a hopeful look. Hi. So. Guess what we did? Um. Did you kill a god, perhaps? We did so much murder, but the good kind. Fantastic. So are we celebrating then? That thing was no god, but yes, he's dead. And I think that is cause for celebration. Uh, she claps her hands and says, Fantastic. <laughs> it's good to hear. I knew you could do it all along and definitely don't owe Red Tooth any money for any <laughs> wagers. <laughs> That's good to hear. We also like to announce when nothing has changed. Yes, it's, it's a very normal thing that we do in Lumerias. Like making mud angels. <laughs> yes, mud angels. The, all the youths love doing that. How's our hostage? Uh, he's restless as always and making all sorts of noise, but uh, he hasn't been any real trouble. And just shout through the door, you're missed! <laughs> we did it. I don't remember his voice. I go now? I can go, right? <laughs> I was about to say, it sounds like Bane if he sucked on helium. <laughs> you merely adopted the darkness! <laughs> <laughs> I crept out of it! Because I'm a creeper! Can I go? Can't imagine a better note <laughs> for that character to leave on. So yes, the answer really, is really, really yes. well done. <laughs> and he creeps. Oh, uh, he creeps on down. Sorry, your god's dead too. <laughs> what? what? Cast hmm? darkness. <laughs> <laughs> so about the blood ghost. <laughs> pretty great, huh? Did you get to beat her? She's pretty, pretty great. Yeah, she zigged when she should have zagged. She loves kids. <laughs> <laughs> Red ones. <laughs> Wouldn't get too close. <laughs> yeah, I'm really hoping that uh, 
ancient Kelid curse that was placed on her extends to what appears to be the hundreds of horrifying Zill babies that were birthed out of all of those dead people. Because that honestly does not bode well for Scrapball's future if like <laughs> they can just wander around. Yeah, I mean, I still think they might want to blow it up. I don't think that's a terrible idea. I mean, why did why would anyone yeah. need that excavator? Like, yeah, no, it it's probably a good idea to still tell uh, Red Tooth to explode the <laughs> arena and everything around it. Oh yeah, let's tell that dark creeper on the way out. By the way, we're also going to blow that up at an indeterminate time. So just yeah. keep an eye out for that. We're gonna give you this button. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna give you this uh, remote. You take that with you, and once you're back home with all of your friends, you hit the big red button on it. <laughs> um, could you maybe give us a warning before you blow up our home? It's it's not explosion. It's um confetti. Um. Yeah. Is it make bright lights? Because that's... We hate that. It's Aaron and Miss Lights. <laughs> it's possible. Our friend here likes to purchase her confetti at Joanne's, which is, you know, unfortunate. Don't you turn this friend against me, us, Joanne. Oh, by the way, there's also maybe a night market tonight. Uh, we're just... We're just Floating the vibe. We're not really sure if it's a party yet, but you know, if if you'll if you'll be there, we'll uh be there too. We could hang out if you want. Yeah. You don't have to. I'm just saying, if you're there and we're there. Totally. Kira pulls out a like a flyer. It says like night market, <laughs> uh, 8 p.m. until question mark. <laughs> night market and mixer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go to a Night market, check yes or no. It's got yes, no. Uh, I think Vargas will then ask uh, Dinvaya, now that we've brought that up with the uh, creeper. Uh, So, we've been talking, and we think maybe now that the Lords of Rust are gone and there is a bit of a power vacuum, so to speak... Perhaps it would be a good idea to host not only another night market, but just any type of event you can think of that we can bring together the remaining movers and shakers of this city so that something can be done now to fill this gap. A coronation for Heath. (laughs) She scratches her head and she goes, uh... Well, uh, throwing together a um, makeshift government or, or something to address the power back may be a heavy lift for uh, just a few hours, but we can see if we can lure the relevant parties to the night market and start a conversation. I don't think there are any open hostilities remaining that I can think of. Perhaps uh, conversations could be had at least. I mean, we should clarify that we will be shopping, but you all can take on the delicate dance of statecraft. <laughs> or oh, not. That, that seems legit, <laughs> yes. Scrapple hasn't been a town before. Perhaps it will continue to remain this gem of Numeria in its friendlier state. You could get a library Ooh, or a skate park. Or combination library skate. <laughs> oh, maybe it could be like a parkour library. Youths but, love that. 
Tatterface runs out because she that was her voice. <laughs> he just popped in really quickly. Yeah. I do not care for parkour, but I suppose I'm leaving, so it doesn't matter. Not before the night market. Bye. Well, the assumed I was <laughs> you, but who else? Yeah. No, no. Let's see. No, you big adventures no, too cool for Denvaya. Whatever. Well, we, no, our jackets no. say VC four. No, yeah, I get it. We would be pleased to accompany you back to Torch, perhaps tomorrow. But you know, on the way, we can talk about membership and things like that. But but for now, we'll keep our eyes on the prize, as it were. In this case, the prize is a night market. Well, I guess I'll go out and see if I can kick up a night market and leave all of you here with your lack of healing because you, <laughs> you don't need me. That's fine. It's, yeah, just channel on your way out. No, uh. no, no. I wouldn't want to get any of my uncool channels on your on your fancy jackets. You can take the jackets off. No, no, no. Don't trouble yourselves for on my account. I... Asher's going to get the autograph out and pull her back. Uh, she's gone. She took off. Uh, she'll channel for you. She moves quick. Just you wait. In book three, then there's no free cleric. Mm. Oh, Big no. Spoilers. Oh, no. The Crystal Fraser book for spoilers. sure. Well, we already said that's why we're going to stick Denvaya in the bag of holding and bring her with us. <laughs> that's true. She's a fan favorite. We can't leave her behind. Can we get an extra dimensional snorkel so she can still breathe out of the bag of holding? <laughs> Just one long, crazy straw that hangs out of the bag. Otherwise, that nine minutes is going to be really tedious. We can uh, take shifts. And then it would only be every 36 minutes. Don't worry about Crushed that math. <laughs> First we get the ex- the metamagic rod from Joram. And then we can talk about whether or not his girlfriend is our permanent heel companion. <laughs> oh, you just get, um, what's his name? Mylon Radley to mount her head uh, yeah. on, a, on a robot. And she can be a literal heel bot. <laughs> <laughs> that you just cart around man we uh really should have asked her about those um facets guess we could do that later oh, no it's yeah. too late I won't answer any more questions <laughs> I I'm mean, done with you fools you're jerks to be fair not to promote some sort of like one and a half hour adventuring day but we did just defeat a, a, you know, a book boss, so we're probably kicking our feet up, checking who's on the bed rotation. I mean, I think you all have a, a few hours of downtime um, before there's going to be a night market where uh, Yampok and Vaya are out putting in the legwork for that uh, to try to assemble people and maybe spread the word that the Lords of Rust have left the building. Sweet. Ah, uh, so do we think, um, and he holds up the chip finder, do we think that this is Cassandale? I mean, the dot, not the, the actual finder. I should make that very clear. Oh. 
Well, I suppose we could see as we're traveling towards Yardenvay whether or not it appears to be getting closer. I'm not sure how an acidic tempest and an android god sister goddess necessarily go together, but I suppose stranger things have happened. And Asher will be uh, soaking his feet in Epsom salts and really just <laughs> taking some time to self-care as we postulate about whether or not this chip finder will find us a god. Makes sense. And Yeah, what do you think she's like, Cassandra Lee? He's asking Asher, I guess, kind of first as the bearer of the letter, but it's it's open to everyone. Well, I'm not really sure what to expect, to be honest. Uh, I'm a little concerned if Hellion liked her, whether or not she has intentions of malice or not, but at the same time, she stole the item from Silver Mountain and fled from the Technic League, so perhaps she's not intending to unleash evil. Perhaps she's trying to keep dangerous information out of dangerous hands. And maybe Hellion really was broken and he's not a bad guy? And they were just nice, nice robot AI people before. That's true. Yeah. As much as I'm not willing to trust most of this sky technology, the other one, Unity, the few times that we've had contact with it, both when it was attempting to speak to us and when it was attempting to talk Hellion down from the edge, it didn't come off as evil sounding to me. Did it to any of you? No, but rarely the things that are most evil do. Well, I didn't like when he threatened my town and the Unity person didn't do any of that. I guess that's a low bar. (laughs) But we can try and find her and maybe we can talk to her too. We have a whole letter. Well, Asher has a letter. Regardless of her intent or suppose any of the designs, these personalities, these machines, I'm not quite sure how to describe them, have. We need what Cassandra Lee has to be in our hands before it's in Gartone, so Zido, yes. I think uh, eventually um, Dinvaya will come back and uh, while you're all talking and she'll just say, I, I think we'll be able to assemble a, a night market this evening. We've got a little bit of time before people will put things together if you all want to relax or whatevs, you know, chill, hang out, do some skateboarding. But um, Sam's going to bed at least. Then Bias says, I'm going to bed. I guess I'm going to bed. <laughs> well, I do. <laughs> night, Denvaya. Good night, Denvaya. <laughs> Good night, Denvaya and Sam. Good night, everyone.
Not Against the Machine is property of Network Against the Machine, LLC, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are property of Paizo Publishing. See their website for more details. Theme Against the Machine was written and performed by your own Zach. See the show notes for additional music and sound licensing. If you enjoyed the show, we encourage you to leave us a review. Bo- 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 Good this time, Jeff says so. Thanks, so. was a solid <laughs> yeah. B plus clap right there. Jeff says so. <laughs> Lately, we've kind of regressed in our, our clap quality. We got people not recording, we got mostly <laughs> just that. I'm getting lenient in our old age, <laughs> so many Z's and X's and future, <laughs> future names. Yeah, oh, we do. There's so many Z's and X's, you, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> It's like they're the only letters in the alphabet around here.